0: Podcast. I'm Jay Church. And this is Charlie. And we have Tom back with us in the studio today. Hello. And another special guest, Pamela. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Also known as Pamela and Tommy. (laughs) 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 So how have you guys been? Good. Doing great. Thank you. And I heard you guys went to Trigger last week. We did. Or Tuesday. We did indulge in Ladies Night in the Castro. Yes. It's Ladies Night with Betty, isn't it? Yeah, Betty's promoting
1: it. Yeah, Ladies Night in the Castro. Two different venues. It's good. Starts out at Lime, half price uh, appetizers, really tasty appetizers, some specials on drinks, and then that's kind of like earlier, and then you can head over to Trigger, which is like a block up across the street. And how late does Trigger go? They say till 10. But it, you know, it's a bar, so it's open late. But Q Bar has has been for quite some time, been the ladies' night spot on a Tuesday. Oh in the right, mm-hmm. I like Q Bar. Wait, so it's why a is it till ten?
0: So well, I think it's open later, but like most people start filtering out probably it's, at ten. Yeah, like Orson doesn't have a crowd really late, you know. And I that's a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was like regular bar time. Well, no, no, Trigger is still open, but like the buddies list group oh, kind of trickles got out. It. I think cause the demographic is a little.
1: On average, older?
0: older. The nine to
1: fivers. Yeah, yeah it's nine to fivers. listed to starting out at like five or something like that. Are
0: there drink specials at Trigger on this night? Yes.
1: Two for one.
0: Ooh. Two for one, they Very nice. Two we should check this out one. sometime. I'm not going. <laughs> Anyways,
2: <laughs> we all know why. Uh, nothing against Trigger itself. Just don't like certain people that work there. but... Whoa. Um, Whoa. Those people aren't going to be listening to the podcast.
0: Shoo. Sure, they might now once oh, their friends are I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Sure. Charlie's been getting all sorts of email lately.
2: No, I have not. Hate mail? No. no just kidding. Is totally making it up. Gotta to keep things interesting around about... here.
0: Yeah, she, she was talking major shit last weekend.
2: That's what I do. I know. When you talk about rumors, you She's talk
0: shit. She's a shit talker. You know, that's what we pay her for.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I get paid
0: very generously. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I do best. So, what'd you do this week, Charlie?
2: Um. Oh, Trich and I went to a BDSM um, thing at the Women's Cultural Center, which yeah. I just Googled and it stands for Bondage and Discipline, Dominance and Submission, and Sadism and Masochism.
0: Yeah, you can tell we're regular players.
2: <laughs> 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 we right? were doing research. Research. But, um, totally research. It was cool because they had like, was it like six or seven people up
0: there? In the panel? In the panel. Yeah, it was a it was a novice night for the Exiles, which is like this women's, um, I guess, BDSM organization here in San Francisco, and, you know, we like to know about all things women going on in San Francisco, so we figured this was a good opportunity for, quote-unquote, research. <laughs> and so we went... That's interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. They had stations set up, and they were doing... Um, I don't know, a bunch of stuff I've never seen before. I mean, like, spanking and, and flogging, you kind of see at Folsom Street Fair. I mean, if you live in this city, that's pretty regular. <laughs> Is there a science behind spanking? Uh, there was, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah Stuff I never Like, Definitely. don't hit
2: the tailbone, and if you hit, like, on the out, like, near the... A hole. <laughs> it supposed to it's, feel really good, it's to and there's like apparently. a pattern to spanking. Yeah. Like you don't just you want to be in a way. You want to be like warm them up. Yeah, right? the vlog too. Yeah, yeah. It. it felt really good. Oh, um, did it? And then, anyway. Oh, wait. And then we were getting chased. Around. I, wait, research all in the name research. Of research. <laughs> and
0: then we were getting chased <clears throat> around by pirates. It was it was kind of cool. No, but the lady that was um, assisting Charlie in her research was she was really yeah. knowledgeable. She was really Nice. Yeah, she was really nice, and she knew a lot. She had a lot of different um, tools, mm-hmm. I would say. And she was really respectful. Like, she asked if she
2: could spank me, and if she could, like, <laughs> punch you in the chest. No, that no. was a different demonstration, which we did not partake That wasn't really part
0: of our research for no. this evening, actually. Uh, no. <laughs> but we watched. We watched other people get punched.
2: People were getting pierced, and there was another station. The
0: fire there. station was the one that yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, they were like, actually putting, like, um, if you've ever seen people blow fire... Like, you know, the fire yeah. breathers, they have those torch kind of things. Uh-huh. She was taking one of those and lighting it and, like, putting it on the person's skin, and their skin would kind of catch for, like, a millisecond, and then she'd pat it out. And, like, I don't know, it was... I mean, pl- her station was busy all night, so clearly there's there's a interest in this. But it was just kind I of like... It, it would make my heart race every time they did it.
2: More like people don't actually see that normally.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't see it, but I wasn't <gasps> about to get on the table and do it either. Like, I was just... It was good enough for me just to watch. <laughs> all right, well, um... Oh, one more thing—you saw Food Inc., didn't you? We did. How was yeah, that? Yeah. We've heard a lot about it. It was good. It was really good. I mean, I've seen a few documentaries
1: before. Anyone who doesn't know, it's about like the industrialization of like farming and food and genetically modified um, food, such as like corn and soy, and how that's being fed to the animals and what that means and all that. So it was really interesting. I think it was pretty. It was done um, well for like lay terms for the masses, kind of like. Um, some of the other ones that came out, you know, uh, what's the other documentary I was thinking about the other day?
0: of was
1: just saying yesterday. Anyways, yeah, but it was really interesting. It was good. It's kind of disturbing. Um, it's not as disturbing as some things I've seen with animal farming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I read um, The Jungle by Upton Sinclair yeah. mm-hmm. when I was like in junior high or something for Mm -hmm. school Mm -hmm. and I was already vegetarian at that point but I think that book pretty much sealed my fate (laughs) I was like never again (laughs) absolutely they referenced the book in the film oh really yeah in the documentary that's what it it sounded like when you were explaining it yeah it wasn't really about animal cruelty it was more about we don't really know where our food comes from and how it's farmed and how the farmers are treated and stuff like that and all of the unintended effects that it has on our economy.
1: It was a lot about corporations too and how corporations are taking over farms and farmers' rights to certain things because they think to survive and it and it is like a catch twenty two almost where they are forced to take out loans to invest in the, the changes because only like four or five corporations really have control over a great majority of our food industry and so they're like, Well okay I'm gonna raise chickens but I need a chicken coop so they get a loan for two hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars from a corporation. But on average, they pull in, what, $18,000 a year just for That's themselves. Wow. And then so the corporation's like, you need to upgrade. You need to keep up with all of this demand. And so they, therefore, are forced to take up more loans. And they can't raise the chickens and the cattle the way they want to, you know, because mm-hmm. corn is so inexpensive. And this is, it's all like this really weird, vicious cycle where people are producing so much corn because it's cheap. And it happens that they have to sell it below the cost that it, it was to actually produce the corn. And then gets fed to cows which creates 90% more salmonella in their system um, or E. coli excuse me E. coli in their system which is obviously bad for us right. and, and just because it's cheap and it makes them fatter same thing with chickens chickens are growing like almost 50% faster and in half the amount of time. and With like nine so, wings
0: and stuff, right? Yeah,
1: well, they get so fat, you know, to get bigger breasts to sell, but then they can't walk. What is the society's
0: breasts. obsession with big breasts? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Now it's chickens? That's gross. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, now we've got Pamela on the show. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> hey, Obviously supply and demand, Tommy okay? Loves <laughs> it. Supply and demand.
2: <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> Alright, so um, we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to have Rainbow Rumors and Q News um, as we normally do. And then we have an interview with Shannon Whitmore, Shannon so sweet. Whitmore who invited us to go on, the, on their first cruise. Yay! So looking forward to that. So let's get into Q News. Q News.
0: Clear News. You can use. All right, so this week in Q News, I was going to start locally with Sea's Candy. I'm sure you guys are familiar with them. Yum, nuts and chews. Yum. (laughs) Uh, Well, you might not like this story then, because you know they used to have the Union Square store location. Mm -hmm. Um, They've actually lost that, apparently, because when you have that location, I guess it makes you a city merchant or a city contractor. Uh, I'm guessing that the city owns that property or somehow. Um, And when you're a city contractor, you have to abide by San Francisco's Equal Benefits Ordinance and apparently their health benefits do not. Um, I guess they have domestic partner health benefits, but there's some other things that are in the city ordinance that you also have to have that they weren't um, providing, and they didn't want to change their policy throughout the country because they would have to change it for all their other C's, stores, outlets, and it was like such a minor change. Apparently, this is what C says, it was such a minor change that they just didn't see it as being beneficial for them, so they've actually given up their lease on that spot. Is there something else
2: that's going to...
0: People I'm sure there. something else will come in. I mean, that's pretty much prime real estate, like right mm-hmm. on Union Square. But um, just as a note, both Ghirardelli and Pacific Gateway con- con, uh, concessions uh, abide by the San Francisco Equal Benefits Ordinance. So That's good to know. I don't know how that makes you feel about C's anymore, but <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, and then, you know, we talk a lot about Don't Ask, Don't Tell on here. And a, a couple episodes back, we had Colonel Kammermeyer on talking about the effects of the policy on uh, gay service members. Well, there's actually a new documentary coming out called Silent Partners, and it addresses the partners of GLBT soldiers and the effect of Don't Ask, Don't Tell on them. And I think it's really interesting because a lot of times they're forgotten. We talk so much about, like, you know, GLBT soldiers, and, like, sometimes we forget that the partners are just as much a part of it. You know, if, if your partner gets shipped off, You know, you're still sitting here and you're concerned all the time, but we don't really focus on that. And so I think this documentary documentary will be interesting because when you're in the military, there's a lot of services for the partners. You know, you've got get-togethers and there's a lot of support and there's counseling and there's financial help. If you get in financial trouble, while your partner's gone. And GLBT partners receive none of that. They're basically invisible. In fact, some of them probably don't even go to the, uh, there's a big ceremony normally when you come back from overseas. The ball. I don't think it's a ball, but normally it's like, you know, you've been gone for a year and like the families all come out the and they've got range and it's just celebratory. And I'm sure a lot of partners actually stay away from that because they don't want to out their partner, right. you know. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm hoping to see it. I think it's premiering in L.A. Um, just to see what that experience is about. And, you know, an estimated 13,000 men and women have been discharged from the armed forces because of their sexual orientation since Don't Ask, Don't Tell took effect in 1994. So I think it's important that we keep talking about this until it's gone. And so along that line, um, just to close up Q News, uh, the Defense Department insiders are saying that Defense Secretary Robert Gates has begun conversations um, for a possible moratorium on Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So this could be taking effect as soon as like, you know, the next few weeks. And uh, I guess Mr. Gates has been set or quoted as saying, if we go down this road, it was, it was important that we do it right in a way that mitigates any downsides and that we do it very carefully, but will have to happen fast. So, it looks like maybe the Obama administration is starting to act on some some of the promises they made during the campaign. Yeah. Nice. So, that's it for Q News this week. Let's hear about Rainbow Rumors, Charlie. Rainbow Rumors! Um,
2: so, this week I've got for you guys, um, haven't really been reading the Us Weekly. It's been trashy lately. No. That it's always, hasn't been trashy, but, um... (laughs) According to AfterEllen.com, you know Jodie Foster came out, like, last year, I think?
0: She did? She Finally, did. out of the closet? Yeah.
2: You know how I know is because I was at the Lexington, and the bartender, like, rang some bell and quieted everyone and was saying, I'm happy to announce Jodie Foster just came out to honor her partner of, I don't know, like, some crazy, like, eight years or 14 years something. I so feel like this rumor's time. been going on forever, though. Are you sure? No. She came out. Sometime last year. Huh. Anyways. Really? Anyways. Come on, Alicia. Alicia. She <laughs> oh, nice. um, is directing or she's trying to direct a film called The Beaver. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Dirty wow. Minds, it's not really about, you know. It's really beaver. about wildlife. It's about <laughs> a depressed toy manufacturer that wears a beaver puppet on his hand and treats it like a real person.
0: Um, I don't know i like special uh, I don't know what to say
2: It has nothing to do with You know <laughs> The vigine or anything But
0: um He wears a beaver puppet on his hand And a merkin Like <laughs> Sounds like projection to me Like All Right my, my Anyways But it'll be
2: good to see her in a film Because I haven't seen her in anything In a really long, a long time. time So she's Um She wants to act and direct in that film Wow
0: Is she going to be the beaver?
2: No. <laughs> She's going to be the beaver owner's wife. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And Mel Gibson is supposed to be the actor. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, they're really good friends, even though he's like... Been crazy? Kind of crazy and been <laughs> crick, known crick. to like, uh, say, anti-Semitic statements or whatever. They've been friends since they did Maverick mm-hmm. a long time
0: ago, so... I don't know what to think about Mel Gibson anymore. I don't know. We'll give him a pass if he's going to be, you know, acting in Beaver.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyways, I know he has like ten kids or something, and one on the way.
0: Yeah, one with a mistress on the way. Again, not sure about Mel Gibson, but, you know, the Beaver will work.
2: Um, and then this was really interesting to me, because I had no idea, but, uh, apparently screen legend Greta Garbo was a lesbian or queer. Really? Nice. Um, there's gonna be a new movie about her and I think it's set to film in Germany but it's gonna tap into her private life um, uh, apparently she was really really secretive of, of her life probably had to be back then right. yeah, rightfully mm. so. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna talk about her on again off again relationship with Marlene Dietrich mm. um,
0: is that the lady who's uh, Mariska Hargitay's mom no do you know what i'm talking about this is like old i know but you know what i'm talking about about? the lady from um it's not her law and order her mom no oh um right oh no that was jane mansfield never mind sorry yeah that was like in the 60s or 50s well yeah i mean her mom would be yeah but
2: marlene dietrich is like old like when movies for like black and white movies
0: I just wanted to throw Mariska Hargitay in there. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, So her on-again, off-again relationship with Marlene Dietrich, um, writer Mercedes de Acosta, and also Vogue photographer slash designer Cecile Beaton. So that should be interesting. And then also, I don't know if you guys have watched Nurse Jackie. I love that show. It's on Showtime? Mm, Yeah, because it's on after Weeds. It's a really good show, and it's actually gotten some controversy because it's about this nurse that she's like a pill popper. She gets drugs from her, um, you know, her hospital boyfriend who has no idea that she's married and she has this family. (laughs) But it's really interesting, like, just like the dynamics because she's actually very caring about
0: her patients and things like that. She's kind of like Robin Hood, only like with pills instead of money. Like a badass Robin yeah, Hood. Yeah, like she does... She's doing it for the greater good, but like not always in the right way. Huh. She's popping pills for yeah. the greater good? Well, or like no, she's... like she's, she's wrong very with caring towards her patients. Or like she'll give patients medication, but she shouldn't, she but they shouldn't can't be. afford it. Yeah. And so like maybe she's giving them more than they should get in one allotment type yeah. of thing. I see.
2: But there's an episode called tiny bubbles and i guess the administrator one of the administrators name is dr cooper and she always has like lunch or dinner with nurse jackie but apparently one of her two moms showed up um in the er and um so it's an interesting storyline because she has she has lesbian moms wait who is this the patient no jackie okay owner's jackie pay attention J church i'm sorry dr cooper who is who's you know the high femme power like yeah yeah she's like an an administrator in the hospital or something that she's a doctor isn't she yeah but she's like above yeah okay so she has two moms Okay. And then one of the moms got wheeled into ER or something. So there's that storyline. And I thought it was funny that one of them is referred to as the vagina mom. Like the one The, one that the gave biological birth. one
0: that gave birth. <laughs> The vagina mom.
2: So I can't wait to see that episode. the other mom doesn't have a vagina. Know, right? <laughs> it was just cute because usually you hear bio mom or biological mother. Whatever. It reminds
0: me of the Melissa Ferret concert when she was talking about her niece and she was like, no, you can't come. It's girls only. And she was like, but I am a girl. I have breasts. You know, da 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 yeah, da. And she's and like, I have a no, vagina. And she was like, no, you have a boy vagina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, goodness.
2: (laughs) So that's all I have for you today.
0: All right. Well, let's get into the interview. So we have Shannon Wentworth with us today. She is CEO and co-founder of Sweet, the newest lesbian travel company. Welcome, Shannon.
3: Hi. (laughs) And uh, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about what Sweet is and what they do? Well, Sweet is um, a new lesbian travel company that's dedicated to having a really great time as we go around the world, but also making a difference. Right now, we're gearing up for our Sweet Caribbean Cruise this November. It's going to be the largest lesbian cruise ever. Nice. Um, we've got six DJs from all over the country. DJ Dirty Curdy, DJ Kathy V from Club Skirts. We've got DJ Tatiana from, um, from Spain. We have DJ uh, Miss Leah Jackson from San Francisco. We have um, oh, Disco nice. Bambina from Paris, and we have DJ Trina from Alaska and we've um, just kind of pulled the best and the brightest to have really amazing dance parties every night. I don't want to hear anybody say, if I hear that song again. Um, so really, really diverse DJ crew. Um, we're bringing on board amazing comedic talent. We have um, Suzanne Westenhofer, who's the first openly gay comedian. She had a an HBO special. Back in 1993 That um, broke so much ground She was the first lesbian comedian To actually have an HBO special um, She Anyway, she's, she's incredible We have Erin um, Foley Who just had a Comedy Central special She's a real Um she was also in Last Comic Standing, hilarious mm-hmm. um, We have Kate McKinnon from the Big Day Sketch Show I don't know if you guys watched yeah. that but On Logo, um, isn't it? It's on Logo, yeah And she's the one who, who plays Fitzwilliam <laughs> You know, the little boy who wants a vagina <laughs> <laughs> And we've got, um, we've got Sandra Valls and Gloria Bigelow And then for music, we have um, Edie Carey, Jen Foster Jen Foster wrote a, sw- a song for Sweet that's pretty awesome. I don't know if you Is that on your commercial? It's on our commercial. That's the I remix that. version, yeah. And your um, commercial is playing during Gimme Sugar. It's playing it. all the time. Oh, Gimme it is, Sugar. The yeah, is yeah. it's all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's on the L word and Gimme Sugar, so. Very nice. Yeah, I can tell when Gimme Sugar's on because my phone blows like, with, up <laughs> with people <laughs> wanting more information about Sweet. It's pretty cool. Um, and we have uh, Melange Levon, who won Dinah Idol this year at, at, at oh. the Skirts Dinah. So Was she
0: at Gay Pride last year? I thought I saw her play. She's a rapper, so. right?
3: She's a rapper, yeah. She's a really talented, talented artist. And um, we're, we're so excited to have her on board. She We um basically partnered with Club Skirts to sponsor Dinah Idol this year. And the winner gets to perform on our cruise. And, um, nice. Very awesome. nice. Yeah. So Melange won. So you, you will you we'll be hearing from her on board. And we have uh, Adrienne, who's in a band called The Rescues. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She's really amazingly talented. Um, Folk singer and Natalia Zuckerman, we're also bringing on board a bunch of lesbian celebrities like Kathy DiBono and Jill Bennett from um, Along Came Lola. I don't know if you guys saw that at Frameline recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sexy ladies. <laughs> anyway, um tremendous amount of fun. But we're also doing something that no, no one's done before. Like not the cruise line, you know, not not. Not anyone. Um, What we're doing is stopping uh, in the ports that we stop in, we're offering opportunities to contribute to different volunteer projects. Uh, We're going to be building a children's library at an underprivileged school in Belize. We're going to be painting a children's hospital ward in Belize. We're going to be cleaning up a beach in Costa Maya. And uh, we're going to be preserving sea turtle habitat in Cozumel we're going to help the Rotary Club in Cozumel also refurbish a park, that, a community park. We're partnering with the community to do that. Um, and we're sending some scuba divers underwater in Costa Maya to help clean up a reef. Very cool.
0: Th- that was the part that um, interested me the most because I was telling you guys earlier that, you know, Corey, our producer, and I were both in the military, and we were fortunate enough to only be sent to the Caribbean, oddly enough. So we spent time in St. Lucia, and it's actually turned out to be one of our favorite vacations because, you know, the Caribbean's beautiful, and, like, it's hard to go there and not have fun. I mean, if you don't have fun there, it's your own fault. Um, but we really liked it because working there, you get a chance to interact with the people, and, you know, when we partied way more than we should have for being in the military and working, but it's more fun because you're going out with people that actually live there that you met during the day, and they know the best places to go because they're <laughs> local, you know? So I was really excited when I saw that and
3: we were wondering how did you pick the volunteer places? Well, they they kind of picked us. So what we did is we we you know, we we found a ship that could hold all the people we wanted to bring and was, you know, nice enough and the the company that we wanted to work with, which was Norwegian Cruise Line, they were a really amazing environmental record and they were really on board and willing to be flexible and help us organize these projects in the ports and then basically we picked um our favorite Caribbean ports. So we've got um, Cozumel is amazing. You know, Costa Maya is a really—it's kind of a sleepy fishing village, but it's—it's it's, you get to take it over. So we're gonna double the population of Costa Maya basically <laughs> when we get God. there. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Belize City, Belize is is really a, a wonderful place. The coastline is so beautiful. Um, there's so much biodiversity the rainforest is there and and they also speak english which affords us the opportunity to bring children's books down from from the united states right because it's it's really easy you know you just pack your favorite kid's book and we're going to put it in this library for six to ten year olds and um you know and they're gonna they're gonna get to read um and uh cozumel yeah like i said cozumel it's so gorgeous the diving there is amazing um and i I picked roatan because i've been there and uh the diving is just incredible it's another place where um it's super super sleepy we are probably you know we're going to be a significant portion of the the population (laughs) on the island the beaches are gorgeous um and you know there's just there's a lot to do there
0: well they have um dive trainers or do you have to already be dive certified
3: there's just curious to do the reef cleanup project you already need to be dive certified but if you want to try out diving you can do something called discover scuba and that's that's how i did it the first time when i was in the great barrier reef in australia that's how i knew i wanted to be certified because it was the coolest thing being under the water is the most amazing thing you know possibly i've ever done uh and so i went under with a with a with an instructor so basically you go with an instructor you're leashed to the instructor the instructor takes care of all of your equipment you don't actually have to know anything so you can actually try it and get that you know the scuba diving experience but it's you know it's super super safe and you don't have to try to remember anything because there there is a there's a bit to remember
0: Hmm. very cool
2: so do you know about each area that the cruise is visiting like are they pretty gay friendly or how do you think they'll react to a boat full of lesbians These,
3: yeah, we. Part of how we chose these ports is is uh, these are ports where gay travel companies have not had a problem in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Places like Jamaica, Grand Cayman, um, Nassau, those places in the Bahamas have had. have had some troubles with Christian groups on board not letting people get off the ship and things like that. Mm-hmm. It hasn't felt really safe, so we didn't pick any ports that are that are particularly controversial. controversial right. Back in April, I went on um, what's called an inspection cruise. So I basically took the cruise that, that we're going to take and went out into the the ports and met all of the different tour operators who are going to help us set all this stuff up. And I uh, there's I was, we were so welcomed, you know, and it's not 2,000 of us, but but they're really excited to have us coming into their communities and interacting with their communities. They almost could care less that, that we're gay. Yeah. You know, they want to interact with people. They want to interact with the world. They want to bring tourist dollars in. Yeah. You know, they want to bring these vital services to, to their communities. So right. when we are in Costa Maya, um, our our guide was one of the city councilmen we met the mayor, mean the mayor made a special trip out to meet us. Wow. Um, when we were in Belize, we're partnering with um, the First Lady of Belize's um, charitable organization to do this hospital renovation project, and she came out to meet us and was just, you know, the most delightful and welcoming person ever. So Beautiful. not only are we going to take, you know, we're going to take like 30 people out to do this project at at this hospital, the first lady of Belize is also bringing in her people, so we're going to get to have yeah. an actual cultural exchange, and I believe that that's the way that the world changes. You know, yeah,
2: absolutely. It's, well, well that's you're not ugly. just um, going into the reports and like partying it up; like you're actually giving back to the com- their community to help build and like help you know do great things for them too. So I'm sure that's like. They're totally going to welcome that, so
3: yeah, it gives a vital human interaction i don't right. I, I, I think people are afraid of what they don't know, and the more they know us as people, you know not and and that doesn't mean that we're not also going to party. they love having our tourist dollars too right. you know and 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 that helps with the gay friendliness, but when on the front page of their paper it says, you know like lesbian group." Refurbishes Children's Hospital. I think that is going to have a really, really profound impact. It's going to yeah. start opening people's eyes. You know, it's we're not just barriers. these like exactly. We're not these crazy, you know, beer swilling, um, you know, <laughs> bloody Mary wary. drinking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no,
0: but I think that's public a- <laughs> sex habit <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a better souvenir too. Like you know, you bring so many stupid things back from vacation. Like you know. I was here, like, and when do you wear those t shirts? But, like, the memories you make, like, helping other people and other cultures is like, that's stuff that you're not ever gonna forget. And it's mm-hmm. probably more valuable than, like, a seashell or something like that that you can just get anywhere.
3: It feels, there's, I, I feel like there's not really a high that, um, that comes close to kind of getting outside yourself and pitching in on a project with your community. And, I mean, what every single project we do, we're going to be like, all together with each other, getting to know each other better and getting to know the community better. And the, the projects are designed to have, um, you know, between 45 minutes is our is our, is our quickest project. That's our beach cleanup, which is a competition with teams of lesbians um, on the beach basically just picking up all of this trash 85% of the trash that washes up on Mexico shores comes from other places so we have a bunch of contests related to like how many bags your team can pull and and uh, what you can find because there's some really weird crap out there on the beaches (laughs) like um, trash from the farthest away Um, I want to I want to have a big flip-flop count at the end because when I was out there I surveyed about 100 yards of beach and I found probably 30 flip-flops. Wow. So I want to know how many people lose left feet. I want to know how many people (laughs) lose right feet. Um, How many bags of trash we can collect. But we're going to do this, this, like, 45 minute project in in competitive teams and then we go back to this resort where there's an open bar and a dj dance party you can rent a jet ski you can play beach volleyball you can you know you can take a kayak out you can stuff yourself with guacamole we're just you know it's that's where i'll be yeah (laughs) me
0: too the water out there is crystal clear too i can't imagine i mean we take a boat ride when we were there but i can't
3: imagine a jet ski that would be beautiful you can see straight through it yeah it's so amazing out there and any anyway the, that that project actually really exemplifies what we're trying to do at sweet in that it's so fun you know it's a party and we're doing some good too you know we all get to feel good about it and if you don't do it you get to feel good about you know knowing that this is being done while you're on vacation you know you don't you, nobody has to volunteer in fact there are not enough spaces for everybody to be able to participate in one of these projects we have about 250 spaces and we have 2,000 women on board so um so, you know, sign up early if you really want to do it. But you'll feel good knowing that this is being done right. while you're chilling.
0: And you're a part of it in some way, at least.
3: Absolutely. I mean, everybody's a part of it. This is like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, we're we're all doing this together. You know, everybody's everybody's um part of supporting this. And we're also, you know, everyone can feel good too cuz we're offsetting all of the carbon that that our cruise creates through a partnership with carbonfund.org. Awesome. We're basically contributing to this this project in Louisiana, which is where we're leaving from, to mm-hmm. to plant enough trees to suck all the pollution that our um departure makes out of the air. Like we're and we're taking it out like right where we're leaving it, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you have a really good deal going on, right? Bring a friend. Bring well,
0: yeah, that's friends. what I wanted to mention because I feel like a lot of times the cruises are kind of um, exclusive. You have to be in a certain income bracket to be able to afford to go on one. And you have this new plan set up where you can do payments.
3: Yeah. So we um, we've always had a f- had free monthly payment plans, but we w- they were geared toward having people paid off before they leave. And you know, we're the the economy is in a really horrible place and a lot of people are really feeling pinched and just feeling apprehensive about spending money even if even if they're not Mm -hmm. um feeling the pinch and so what we did is we we decided to do a 12-month payment plan so you start paying now you finish paying this time next year it's there's no additional fees it doesn't cost you a penny more and that's better credit than you can get from any bank um anywhere for sure. And we've also got the third and fourth guest go free deal. So f- for a foursome, if you've got four friends who want to come to the Caribbean, it's $36 a month. If you have three friends, it's $48 a month. And it's that's like cheaper than a muni pass. Oh,
0: I, I know. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> Thank break. You. Yeah. So um,
2: this is a lesbian cruise line. So how do you feel about, like, is everyone welcome? Is it? And anyone that doesn't identify as a male, like, do you have trans people that come on board? Like, how do you? Because I know a lot of the LGBT community, like, like what is it, Michigan's Women's Festival? Like, Michigan they Women's don't Festival. they don't allow trans women to participate.
3: So, I just want to know how Sweet's view is on that. So, we've designed these vacations for lesbians. However, anyone who thinks this sounds fun is welcome to join us.
2: Cool. Very cool. All inclusive.
0: And just one last question to wrap up. You've worked in the LGBT travel industry for several years. Um, what's the biggest change you've noticed in terms of how and where our communities vacationed?
3: You know, I think the biggest thing I've noticed over the years is that people are more and more conscious of their footprint, you know, and, and what their, the, the outcome of their actions, you know. I think that that's really what sweet has grown out of is hearing again and again from people who are you know in the Caribbean or in Mexico and they're like well it was really fun going to senior frogs and drinking tequila but when I went by the houses or like I saw the schools or I looked at the children or I looked at the dogs in the street like you know I want to I want to do something you know like it didn't feel like I really helped out this community like I spent you know you spent a lot of my I spent a lot of money in the tourist corridor but like that's not trickling out to to provide you know education and health care and things like that and mm-hmm. that's really where we're you know sweet is coming in to try to help address those issues you know with every trip and and i would say that you know gr- the green movement in general has gained a lot of momentum over the last few years and in particular in the travel industry people are thinking more and more green and i think that while what SWEET is doing in terms of offering these, you know, really fun volunteer packages on these on, on a, a massive cruise ship, if that, you know, that's going to make a big impact over time. But if I can convince Norwegian Cruise Line to offer that 365 days a year out of all of their departures, we are going to make a giant dent in global warming and in world poverty and in illiteracy and in health care. And that is really um, that's my big goal. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Shannon, for joining us today. And uh, if for more information on Shannon and Sweet's upcoming vacations, including the Caribbean Cruise uh, that the Lesbian Podcast is actually going to be going on uh, in November, please visit the Sweet website at discoversweet.com.
2: Stay tuned for a video interview with Suzanne Wessenhofer. And also, we're going to have an updated website. So you can go to the thelesbianpodcast.com. And uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about us and stay sexy, San Francisco. <laughs> Was it good for you?